This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Good morning, everyone. Aloha. Just checking in from Maui. A lot of you have probably heard what has happened over the course of the last 48 hours here on our little island. The reason I'm making this video is because there's a lot of not truth being told in the media and things are not being depicted accurately. The media is saying that there's only, at this moment, 36 people that have lost their lives. And it hurts me to say that I don't believe this is true at all. I've, I've heard first-town accounts from family on the west side, from friends on the west side, from uh, you know, response crews that they are tagging hundreds of bodies. There are hundreds of bodies in the water. Uh, the death toll could be well over um, 400 just at this very point that I make this video. And they are not letting coverage into Lahaina. We have friends that went to the entrance of the poly to try to bring generators and water and supplies, shovels, things. Everyone was turned around. No one is able to bring help. Why are we turning down help? Why would FEMA do that? Why would the Red Cross do that? I think we maybe know our answer. There's trees in Lahaina that are still standing and buildings are vaporized. I don't know if you know about direct energy weapons, but I would say that it's very much a possibility that this is what's happened on Maui. So I don't know who this uh, young lady is. She actually did make that video, video by the beach, Maui, talking about directed energy weapons, how buildings have been blown to pieces, but the trees are fine. I've never heard anybody else allege there was some weaponry used. I don't even know if anybody would even talk about that. You know, we're still in the process of trying to find bodies, and it's still a very, very heartbreaking situation. But but that specific Instagram video has received thousands, hundreds of thousands of views. So people are paying attention to this young lady. He may be the psychos that, you know, that um, some of us like to watch here on television. I don't know, but... The lady that really knows what's going on was on this station just yesterday with my friend John Katz-Matidis, but she's making her debut on the number one rated morning show in New York with me, Sid Rosenberg, Sid and Friends in the Morning. Right now, former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Uh, you know, my my heart is with the people of Maui. It's uh, it, It's a really tough time. It's a very tough time, even as... We're one week past this uh, wildfire going in and absolutely decimating the entire town of Lahaina. Uh, the community is still working on survival and recovery, but also concerned about, you know, what happens, what happens tomorrow? How does, how does rebuilding and saving Lahaina look like? Did you see that video that I just played the audio of moments before you came on, that young lady who talked about the possibility of directed energy weapons? Again, not even sure it's worth talking about, but she did 
make that video, and I think I'm wrong. I think it's millions of views at this point. Have you heard anything like that, or is that just crazy? I, talk? I don't. I don't know that I've seen that video, but I have heard others uh, saying similar things, and uh, you know, I. All I will say is that in the absence of communication from leadership, uh, people are left to uh, their own devices and trying to guess and figure out what's going on. I I had heard that video, and I was curious about the trees, Uh, so I went and looked it up myself. It turns out in different wildfires, it's not uncommon for trees to uh, remain standing even as all other structures around them burn because of – the way that their bark system is put in place and the roots and the hydration, there, there's a whole science behind this. Uh, so there, there is an explanation for that specific thing. But I think the bigger issue here that I've noticed as I've gone around uh, Maui County and West Maui, the community that's most directly impacted by this, is just the frustration in a, a severe lack of communication from local authorities uh, about what what's actually going on. One thing that was said in that video that is true, which is deeply troubling to me, is that they're not allowing any media into the area, uh, into those communities. And I'm not talking about Lahaina, the historic Lahaina town that is currently uh, filled with investigators and those focused on recovery of remains. That that area obviously should should be focused on exactly that. But I'm talking about the communities north of that, and there are a number of them with people who uh, are experiencing a lot of challenges, very little access to communication, still in need of basic necessities like food, fuel, medicine, and water. And not only are they not seeing uh, or hearing from the local officials, they're actually not able to to get much information out because of the communication challenges. Uh, And that's the real urgent issue that really needs to be addressed. Well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, not even a little. And uh, even politicians that I hate, Tulsi, and I see you on Truth Social. I'm sure you see me, too. So uh, we tend to say some not nice things about certain people. Uh, But my, uh, my question is very simple. Why? Why are they not allowing media and these other folks in? What are they? Are they trying to hide something? Or is it just, at this point, a logistical mess? I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did, and I have inquired, and, and I'm going to continue to inquire because this is twofold. It's a First Amendment issue. We have the right to free speech, and we have the right to a free press. I have unfortunately been in, in uh, many different national disaster, natural disaster situations in different parts of the country, and I've never seen uh, the media being uh, blocked access to the people most directly impacted by that disaster. I don't know what reason Maui County is is giving for uh, this policy, but it creates the perception that there is something to hide and that they don't want the people's voices uh, to be heard. They don't want their story to be told, and that's a really unfortunate consequence of this. Uh, What their motives are, I can't say, but it's something that really needs to change. Interesting. So before I played that video, I was considering not playing it because people are dead, people are missing, and some crazy girl is talking about directed energy weapons, but the more we talk about what's going on there, at this point you really can't, like you said earlier, discount anything. I doubt that's the case, but you really discount, you can't discount uh, anything. I want to get well, to the... Well, I, yeah. I, I th- just on that note, I'll just mention, you know, there there are, uh, as you know very well, politicians and, and bureaucrats who unfortunately in these situations sometimes are more focused on covering their ass than actually yep. doing the right thing and getting mm-hmm. information out to people and 
And if you if you had to ask me that, that would be my first guess yeah. on, on what may be occurring. But again, uh, motives at this point, I, I don't care so much about so much as uh, getting action. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. I agree with you. So let's talk specifically about the governor, Josh Green. Uh, I have heard people say doing about all he could, and I've heard people say completely liable in this aftermath. Tulsi Gabbard, your thoughts on the governor? Uh, the liability and accountability question uh, is is going to have to be investigated once people start to get back on their feet. Right now, we're still in the midst of this crisis and dealing with people's needs here and now. Uh, you know, the 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 if you, if Josh Green were to call me right now and say, hey, what's the one thing that we should do? The thing that needs to be done is the state and or FEMA needs to activate all of the resources that are available to us within the various uh, United States military elements that are stationed out there in Hawaii and who are incredibly experienced in the mission, in the mission of, of humanitarian assistance and disaster relief. They just did this in the disaster that hit Guam not too long ago, just in the last couple of months. They've done it in different countries across Asia, like the Philippines and Thailand and other countries that, that go through these disasters. They can't deploy those resources until they get the green light from FEMA as the lead federal agency or from the state. That's that's the thing that needs to be done right now. Well, some folks that are quick to sue when people die, unfortunately, that's the next thing we see, very litigious people. And I know the utility companies, for example, did not shut down the power, at least that's the reports, while the fires were burning, which, of course, made it significantly worse. Is all that true, too? I don't know that for sure. I've, I've heard the same thing. I haven't seen the documentation or the evidence, but these are the kinds of things that have to be looked into. I do know that this is uh, the issue of of power lines being downed uh, was a cause of some of these wildfires uh, either starting or spreading. You know, when you've got these power lines up there, they're, uh, they have been burned before by other, wild, uh, other uh, brush fires. And you've got, uh, you know, hurricane-level winds at 980 to 100 miles per hour. Uh, you can see how this very quickly uh, turned perhaps from a small brush fire into a, a major problem. And not only in the area of Lahaina and West Maui, but in uh, for those who are familiar with Maui and upcountry Maui and Kula, I was there yesterday. And this this community has a completely different ecosystem from West Maui. It, it's uh, a little bit more like Northern California with pine trees. The air is cooler. They don't see very many brush fires there, uh, but in all likelihood, uh, a downed electric pole uh, sparked uh, the fires that began there that, that took many more people's homes. Former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard joining me live this morning. Uh, Hurricane Dora just a week ago today, and that was really the beginning of this uh, absolute tragedy that has happened in Hawaii uh, again, the last uh, political uh, take on this was President Biden. He was, uh, I guess, walking off the beach. I don't know where he was, but he was asked about this. And his comment was no comment, but not just no comment, but a smile and a grin. I'm not sure if a smile and a grin with a no comment when there are bodies, maybe thousand missing all over Hawaii, 
is what you want to see from your president. Of course, you don't. Uh, your thoughts on President Biden's response, very similar to what he did in East Palestine, Ohio, which is nothing. You know, people are hurting, Sid. People are uh, the, the, the trauma that, that families and, and our communities are experiencing right now is really hard to uh, encapsulate and justify in words uh, to have this kind of devastation completely turn a, a historic, beautiful town that was once the capital of the kingdom of Hawaii into ash within hours, uh, leaving loved ones, uh, leaving loved ones missing and, and uh, perishing in that fire. People want to people want to know that their leaders care about them. People want to know that they are coming to their uh, to their relief and to their support. Uh, and that 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 is what we need to see. That's what our community needs to see from our leaders at every level. You know, I wonder, I, I had this conversation yesterday, Tulsi, and I, and I got yelled at. Uh, I'm one of the folks that is not all into giving Ukraine billions and billions of dollars. That's just me. And I really feel like right now Hawaii can use it more than Zelensky can. And I could be wrong, but when I see the estimates of what it's going to take to rebuild that gorgeous area, which you know so well, it's in the billions and billions of dollars. Don't you think it would be better served for Biden maybe to cut that check to Ukraine in half? And give it to Hawaii, last I checked, in America? Well, uh, all I can tell you, Sid, is is uh, I, I lost count of how many times people made that comment just over the last 48 to 72 hours uh, in Maui. Uh, people questioning things that they're seeing in the news about a new round of funding and yet uh, being left being left in a situation where their only access to food and water is coming from neighbors in their community or people on the next island over. The island of Molokai is right next to Maui. It's a short boat ride away. It's a tiny little island. It has one little general store on it. Residents of that small little island are emptying their their shelves. They're filling gas cans that cost $8 a gallon for fuel from their one or two gas stations that exist on the island, putting all these supplies on boats and taking them to their neighbors in West Maui. Uh, This help and support is coming from their neighbors out of their own pocket because of the failure of of, uh, different levels of government to be there and provide for them in this time of need. So so when when we look at some of these decisions, you really got to question the priorities. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. I learned, Tulsi, that a lot of the folks that live in Lahaina are people who work uh, in the uh, entertainment hospitality business. And, uh, again, I don't know that area. Believe it or not, I've got a timeshare in Kona. So we go to the Big Island every year, and uh, we do love it there. And I spend time in Honolulu at the Pro Bowls, but I don't know that area of Maui. But I was told sure. that not far from the devastation, they still have beautiful hotels. And um, 
and getaways. And I saw one lady say, hey, you know what? I've been working the last 20 years inside this place. Maybe it's time that they, you know, don't invite other folks in and allow us to live in these resorts just until we get our feet back on the ground. What are your thoughts about that? Well, it's. I, I think there's a there, there's two things to consider here. Is is first of all, uh, yes, as a community, we've got to come together to make sure that those who've been displaced have a roof over their heads uh, and have what they need to to try to transition into whatever is next uh, for them uh, and their families. That's really really important. And I know there are some there are a lot of people who are working in that in that direction. Uh, and maybe the answer is is the hotels, but. Uh, it, it's not an either-or question because right alongside the need of our residents to have a place to live, uh, the economy on Maui, whether we like it or not, it is it is a tourism-based economy. And so if there are no tourists, then not only are the service and hospitality industry workers um, put in a very tough situation uh, economically, but I, I spoke to a gentleman yesterday. His wife does hair and makeup for weddings. And uh, she is seeing her clients that she's had booked over the next six months canceling on her and asking for full refunds. That's putting her and their family in a tough economic situation. So we cannot afford to shut down the economy of Maui. Uh, There are a number of uh, hotels and communities that are not far from this area of disaster but who who are unaffected by it. Uh, and I know that the small business owners, the restaurants, all of the folks that depend on this this uh, service and tourism-based economy, they need that lifeline to be able to keep people employed and uh, make sure that, that those folks don't end up in a similarly disastrous situation. On the way out, uh, this is so heartbreaking, it really is. And I've decided to spend more time talking about this than another Trump indictment or migrants or these other situations that we tend to talk about a lot, Tulsa. Uh, this, uh, to me, is something we should all be focused on and helping out our brethren, our American folks in Hawaii. But I have to kind of end where we started, and that is while most of us are heartbroken and feel horrible, a lot of us are asking why. Why did the warning sirens Never sound. Why did this not happen? And, and I have friends who are not crazies who have said clearly, keeping the media out, the things we've discussed, you and I, Tulsi, clearly for some reason they wanted Maui to burn. Are you going to go, wait a second, it's too soon. They're still looking for bodies. We shouldn't be discussing stuff like that. But that's not the way it works in the real world. There are people out there right now that are upset but also angry. They feel like there's something bigger going on here. And we'll end it where we started. Are those people crazy, or or is this a wait-and-see situation, and maybe some of them may be right? I, I think it's most important right now for us to focus on uh, providing, whether it's uh, actual material support or just sending prayers and well wishes to people who are still looking for their loved ones, people who are still trying to uh, rebuild some semblance of normalcy uh, in their lives. These questions are important. They are critical. Accountability is essential. Uh, But right now, I think the most productive thing to do is to be able to support the emergency relief effort on the ground and uh, demand those answers once we get to that phase. You know, my heart goes out to you, Tulsi, and uh, all the folks in Hawaii. You're a you know, you're awesome. <laughs> and, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, uh, for, thanks for putting uh, so much time and thought and care into this, Sid. It's, 
it's important for for the country and the world to know what's happening there in Hawaii, to know uh, what their fellow Americans are going through. And and I just ask that when the headlines move on to the next thing, uh, please don't forget the people of Maui because this rebuild, as you said, it's going to be massive. It's going to cost a lot of money, uh, and this community is going to need support for a long time to come. So thank you so much. God bless you, and God bless the folks in Hawaii. Let's talk again very soon, okay? Thank you, Sid. All right, Tulsi, take care. You're welcome. There she is, Tulsi Gabbard, man, that is a very impressive lady. And she's right. You know, we had to discuss those things because it's on people's minds. But don't confuse the issue. My friend John Siegel's like, too soon. You shouldn't talk about that girl on the weapons. Hey, John, sorry. But a lot of Americans are asking those questions. That doesn't mean you're not heartbroken. That doesn't mean you're not sad. I know I am. But but every story has layers. And it's up to you to decide when it's time to discuss that second or third layer. I decided on this show this morning to do both. Talk about the tragedy and how how our hearts go out to these people, but you just can't ignore, ignore all the issues in and around this, which include, again, no sirens, no media. Scary if you ask me, but uh, don't confuse the issue. Our hearts go out to these people, and we wish the fine folks of Hawaii nothing but the very best.